you know, I'm not going to put my uh, my faith in, say, Alex Jones' <laughs> uh, <laughs> recommendations for how to handle an infectious disease, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just, I I'm hope just not. not <laughs> I'm just plain old not. And so, nor am I going to listen to, you know, Pfizer, because obviously they want to sell a thing. And that is their chief, you know, being a corporate entity, their chief directive is to increase the bottom line, period. However, they have to do that. And so, you can't trust that, can't trust the government. You don't want to trust Podcaster present company excluded you you, you know some guy with a sandwich board on the street (laughs) so so the problem here is that everybody is following whoever is reinforcing their their beliefs and Mm. that is no way to get anything done the cerebral entertainment Podcast. podcast Hey, thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you all to check out truenutrition.com for all of your nutrition and supplement needs, including protein powders that you can customize to your preference, whole food vitamins, supplements for energy and endurance, and the list goes on. When you get finished shopping, you go to check out, be sure to use the code CEPN for a 5% discount on your total order. Also, you can do us a huge favor by subscribing to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast Network wherever you stream your podcast, including YouTube for video content, so that you can keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity. Now, for this episode, Colt and I get on the line with our friend and Los Angeles-based producer, Ace Ha. During this episode, you will hear us catch up with Ace and his recent work with the Chicago rap scene. Then we delve into Ace's creative processes, discuss the contrast of perceptions between people living in California and Missouri regarding COVID. We dissect the polarization of issues in politics in America and much more. But before we jump in, let's play a track from Ace Ha called Bitter Dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and warm again. Here we go.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Colt. I'm here, man. And with us on the line today from Zoomland, all the way from Los Angeles, California, Ace Ha. How you doing today, Ace? Good, good. How are you fellas doing? Great. <laughs> doing, yeah, we're doing great, man. Well. You hunkered down? Yeah. Been hunkered down for, I don't know, what was this, two weeks to flatten the curve? Um, seems like it's uh, been a little more than that. But <laughs> no, you know what? All things considered, man, we're doing well. And it's just, it's great to be on the line with you. Like we were discussing before we, we started the show, and it's been way too long. Way too long since we got to sit down and chat with you. I know we follow each other, you know, all of us do on social media and keep track of, of the happenings of what's going on, but... That's right. Um, still, That's right. It's, it's something else to be able to sit down and actually have a conversation with you. I remember our last conversation, man. I think it went for well over two hours because once we got started, Ooh, it was just <laughs> like rolling, you know. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if we're going to recreate that magic today, but nevertheless, dude, I, I, I am excited to be able to catch up with you and what's going on. So. Likewise, sirs. Yeah. So just. Yeah, tab, uh, <laughs> tab, tab is. Uh, Tap says I'm long-winded too, so that's confirmation, <laughs> I guess. Oh, is that what I implied? I, I I just meant we had a good conversation, but <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's okay, man. The gift of gab uh, is is that's it's a prize. Not everybody has it that. Is. So when you've got that, man, you can keep things rolling for a while. And in this uh, doing podcasting or or you know even just making music, I'm sure it's a you know it's a, it's a benefit to have that trait. It is. It doesn't in the in the industry in either of our industries. Being a wallflower ain't really gonna help. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So, yeah. You got so it, I'll man. take that. Yeah, good. I'll take that. Good deal. So start us off, man. What's going on with you? What's up with Ace Ha nowadays? Okay, so uh, I don't know how this happened by hook or by crook, but I got involved with. Uh, an online presence called Bars and Notes. And they got a Facebook page. It's real hardcore hip hop, uh, really on the lyrical side of things. But through that, I met a bunch of rappers, um, mostly out of Chicago, actually, which is a market that I haven't really tapped. And I've been working with a bunch of Chicago artists there. I just finished an album with a crew called Hurt Business and it turned out really well and I'm constantly, constantly working with like seven or eight artists in Chicago right now. And so right now that's that's my big passion stuff. Now as far as like paying the bills, I'm doing the same old stuff, just freelance producing. But is there a reason why you haven't really tapped into Chicago till now, or just you just never had the opportunity? Okay, so you're gonna you actually <laughs> accidentally blundered into something. <laughs> this is gonna be a little a little weird to hear, but this is how it is. Okay, I have always uh, in a white boy in a in the hip hop game. I've always had this sense of uh, not being authentic or something. I'm talking way back when I was 18 years old or whatever, and I got in the game. It was a little like I have I have sort of tended to not want to expose myself too much with black artists 
because I, I've always had this, you know what imposter syndrome is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've always had this sense, like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come off corny. I don't want to come off this, come off that. But I have gotten all kinds of love from these cats in Chicago. And Chicago rap is, is it's deep. It's real deep. It's New York deep. You know what I mean? Like Chicago rap's got a rich history and they mean it there. You know what I'm saying? They mean it. And I have never, uh, I, I've always thought of, you know, Chicago as being really a, a, a market that I just couldn't crack. Not a whole lot of white rappers and yada, yada. And I know that sounds, that sounds messed up, but that's, <laughs> that's the reality of the situation. I just never really approached uh, 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 black rappers, not ever, but just not a lot. Okay, and now that I've gotten in with so much Chicago, I know it sounds messed up, but that's really how it is. And I've gotten a lot of love, and I've just been working, working, working with those guys, and it's actually gotten me past this sort of block that I've had, that I've kind of imposed on myself. And so I'm working with them a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's been nothing but love. It's great, um, and it's you know it's a new it's a it's a new direction. It's a new sound. It's a new everything. So awesome. Um, having, I'm having a great time. The Chicago Cats are super duper good, and uh, and I, you know, I don't have this mental block anymore. That's basically what it comes down to. So nice. <laughs> that's what's been going on in the music day. Sounds like As, it happened. It happened organically. So if you'd have did. tried to force yourself into that particular scene, it may have you may have landed flat. You know, as opposed exactly. to yeah, right come off corny. I don't want to be the dude's like, Hey, I'm a white guy. You want to make, you know, I don't want to be that. Dude. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just corny. And there's a lot of, it's a, it's a minefield, even like talking about it. I mean, just talking about it with you guys just now, it's like, Oh Jesus, is this going to, is going to come back with me? But, but uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't feel good enough. You know what I mean? Mm. It didn't feel legit. I guess. And I've always had that weird sense. And, you know, even, you know, I've done a lot of hip hop and I've gotten a lot of good feedback and stuff, but I've always had this one sort of black. So anyway, I got through that shit and I'm in Chicago doing stuff with them and it's just great. I'll send it to you. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic, man. Absolutely. That's interesting (laughs) though. You've had insight into this, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe you could, I don't know if you come up with an answer to this on the spot. Maybe it came with age because you have a little more wisdom now. I mean, 20 years ago, would you have had the same perspective that this, the, the, I, the imposter syndrome, you know, insight? It's like, I don't want to get there and, and realize I don't belong here. Like this was, this, right. you know, I took a misstep and ended up, you know, here. And now I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's the thing. I, along a along with a lot, a lot of white dudes in hip hop back from the nineties and through, you know, I did the whole, (laughs) I want to be down thing. Embarrassingly. Like, (laughs) I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and that is definitely not the sort of persona that I want to project anymore because now I'm, you know, I'm older and wiser. I'm just like, just, you know, be yourself, just be, you know, right. Just be, and what happens happens. Whereas I could easily see twenty years ago me 
saying a bunch of dumb duck. Can we swear on this? We can't, right? No, you, can. yeah, go ahead. you can say whatever oh, you want. I could see myself saying a bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> hey, let me be down. I'm I'm not like the rest of the white boys or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I didn't I'm glad that I'm not there. So this really came at a time that was that was good for me. Yeah. And it's significant enough to me that I'm geeked about it. For real. I know it, you know, it may seem like a, not a big deal, but if you came up through the 90s in hip hop, it'll give you some perspective as to what an idiot I've been. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, man, you, youth is wasted on the young. Am I right? I, man, I mean, you, it sure is. We, we are trying to find ourselves, you know, and who we want to be and how we want to be. And if only we knew then what we know now. But that's yep. not, that's not the way life works. <laughs> so, nope. so you are definitely nope. not alone in in you know trying to be down or whatever it is you know in any particular scene or just whatever you're trying to fit in with a with a crowd, uh, trying to do yes. a certain thing. I mean, we we live and learn, and so right. I was I was curious, and you answered my question very very well, very eloquently actually about you know whether or not you would have made the same decisions twenty years ago because. Um, I find myself kind of in, in the same different different circumstances, but with the same perspective. You know, if I, I yeah, if Go I ahead. if I if I'd have been trying to do the things that I was that I'm doing now 20 years ago, it, I would have embarrassed myself even further. You know what I'm saying? Because I just wasn't ready for for what's been given to me now. And so I think that's there's right. something to be said for that. That's that's absolutely right. There is definitely something to be said for age. There's some bad stuff to be said for age too, but there is definitely some good stuff to be said. That the perspective it offers is uh, is is significant and way way different than when you're an idiot trying to be you're trying to be yourself like everybody else. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. Uh, I'm glad. I'm kind of embarrassed about how I was back then. So. I didn't really deserve what I'm getting now back then, if I'm honest. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's same, cool. same. So, but but nowadays, uh, I I can't help but notice how you just you're hardworking, man. And and I don't I don't need to see you on a regular basis. All I need to do is follow your SoundCloud and know that you're putting out so many beats. And I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a producer by any stretch. But I've messed around with some of the software, some of the programs. And I know that the meticulous and, and the time consuming and the tedious and how much work just and, and not even close to the to the amount of work that you put into it. So I can just imagine how long it takes to put down that that three minutes of a beat. And you're doing this all the time, man. How do you I don't know where you get the time to even do that? Well, it's you know what? It's it's luckily I have an obsession. And it's like anything else. If you got an obsession, it's not it's really not trouble at all. You know, if I get a free moment, that's what I do. If I'm, you know, if I, if I can, can eke out any time doing the beats, that's what I do. And I love to do it. So it's not even an issue. You know, once you get to a certain uh, proficiency, you don't have to worry about developing your skills anymore. So it's just pure, it's filet. You know, it's a fillet of the experience at some point. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, oh, man, how do I do this? How do I do that? This doesn't sound right. Why? And it's not like that anymore. So I, you know, when I get in, I know what I want to do. I execute and then I'm done. There's no 
there's no real trial and error at this point. Yeah. So that really helps. I've just put in, you know, <laughs> enough time, a shocking, shocking amount of time. And so, you know, yeah, your, it, your experience streamlines the process, right? Exactly I mean, right. Because That's you a did, great way to put it. Because you did put in so many hours. It's like a carpenter who can build a house in, in you know, record time, whatever. I look at that, I'm like, man, he can build a house in two days. Like, how's this, how's this dude do that? Right. What you don't see right. is the countless hundreds of hours he put in before that, learning the exactly. trade, learning the process. That's right. So really, he put in two days and 30 years into right. that house. Right. right. Really. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's a great way of putting it. That is exactly how it is. So, can you Can yeah. you, like, run us through any bit of your process as far as making beats? Like, do you have just kind of the start of a beat that pops in your head and then you, you kind of take it from there or do you have to find something first and then work off of that? There are a couple of processes I use. First of all, I am a, uh, primarily a sampling artist, but I don't sample the way other people sample. I sample, I go looking for a sound put that sound in with the beat and then go looking for another sound from somewhere else and put that in the beat. And I kind of, it becomes this sort of gumbo so that it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's my, my, my process can be initiated in various ways. I can listen to a drum loop and go, you know, what would sound dope if I had something like, <laughs> right there and then i go and i look for it and i put it on there and then i go you know what else would be dope yeah and so i find that and i put it in so, there so, I, so wait a second back. so you say you have like you want a certain sound and you have to go look for it how do you find that like well, just that certain sound I, you can't just google wah wah and find no, it you know no, what i mean <laughs> i have uh ten thousand lps Okay, that's that, that's a decent amount. So, <laughs> so there the and the most most of the time that I spend in this is spent on finding the sounds, listening through stuff, and going, yeah, that will meet my needs. No, that won't. I got to cut this up, put it in, and so I listen through lots and lots and lots of music. But as a result, I also kind of know where things are. So I sit there and go, hey, that old Sha Na Na album had that part where Bowser went. Bleh. And then I go, I get it, and I put it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I just have sort of a record of it in my head. But a thing that I've been doing lately is listening to other people's hip hop from two other from two rooms away. So I put it, I play it in the in a room, leave the room, go somewhere else, so that I can just hear sort of a muffled impression of stuff. And something will jump into my head because of that. And I go, oh man, yeah, so it's kind of going on. Nah, nah, nah. And then I'll go in and it'll be totally not that. <laughs> it's just the distortion through the walls that has inspired it. And I'll go, okay, yo, I'm going to do that. So I've actually been using that technique a lot, which is something I just kind of hit on, That's which is a weird way to be you know, inspired, but mishearing other people's rap, basically. That's fantastic, man. I, that, I mean, that, that kind of a creative process, you know, that just, once again, comes organically. Who does that? Right. I mean, right. fantastic. And I'm sure you, you get a thousand producers and they'll all tell you they do a different thing. I'm yeah, sure. Sure. But, uh, 
you know, sometimes I start with a sample I like, sometimes I start with the drums, sometimes I listen through the wall, sometimes somebody says something, and it, and it just, you know, it's 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 highly reactive though. I will say that. It's a it's a highly reactive sort of thing. It is, you know, once in a while I'll pop open, I'll, I'll pop up in the morning and go, oh man, there's a this melody. I gotta put it down. And then I'll run in the studio, put it down, and build from there. But mostly it's a reaction to other things that I hear. So that's the process, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. With a lot of your music, to me, and you can correct me if you don't think that this is uh, correct, you know, even, mm-hmm. though even though it's subjective, but it seems to me like you have a, a heavily influenced California sound. Is that the way yes. you see your, your music? I do. Yeah? I do. Yep, I, I do. I, I will tell you, Dr. Dre is a huge influence on me, which is not going to be readily apparent to a person because I don't sound like Dre. Yeah, right. But there are certain aesthetics about Dre, uh, a certain cleanness of sound, uh, an elegance and simplicity. Um, there's a, uh, the way he arranges things. That stuff really sticks to me. And I really, really hate it when people bite other people's style. Like, Oh, I'm going to do a beat just like Kanye. I'm going to do a beat just like Premier. I'm going to do a beat just like Dre. And the shit always just comes off sounding kind of cheap. And it's cool if you're just starting to emulate people. But at some point, you need to come up with your own sound. So even though Dre is a big, big influence on me, I don't try to sound like him. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, DJ Muggs is another one that's a huge, huge influence on me, and he's California also. So um, I am I am deeply I, – I, I think it's safe to say that I got a West Coast sort of aesthetic in general. Yeah. So yeah. Does, does your sound and style mesh well with these Chicago guys you're dealing with now, or have you had to change some a little bit to kind of fit into that? You know, the weird thing about that is that's, – it's funny you ask that. The weird thing is that generally when I'm working with people, they like to go through my newest stuff. They like to hear all my new stuff. They're like, oh, let me get that one you just did. Let me get that one you just did. These cats have gone very deep into my catalog. And like like a dude just rocked a beat that I did 14 years ago. Nice. So, <laughs> so... I haven't really had to adapt anything because they're just finding stuff through my catalog, you know, and, and usually stuff that I would never have placed them on, but they're like, Oh man, that's perfect for me. And I'm like, really? Okay. So <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't asked me to change anything. The, the most they've said is I want a boom back track or I want a track track. And that's outside of that. And I'm like, oh man, I guess I'll try to cook something up. And they go, yep, that's it. And it's it's easy like that. They are, and they are as a group. These cats like all know each other, right? They're yeah. they're from the same online spot, and they are good, man. They are good, <laughs> really good. So it's like even if I give them a beat that I'm not particularly feeling, they have 
time and again thrown down on and it just comes out wow i didn't even hear that so they're very very talented and also uh older and older crowd also i should say Hmm. there isn't a lil or baby among them (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying so so uh yeah so it's it's really great they've got you know these are, these are heavy artists that have been, you know, in the game 20 plus years. They, they know what they're doing, which is really, really nice. Also hearing your stuff, hearing your beat wrapped on by somebody who's really good is a super gratifying experience. It's, it's, it's like nothing else. It's great. It's great. It's been great. I love it. Yeah, that's that's, that's fantastic. That's how I am, man. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Don't have any uh, veteran rappers rapping over our beats or anything, but you know we're hanging in oh. there. It oh, is. Man, you gotta try it. Yeah, I, I would love to. I would. That sounds fantastic. When you said that, when you framed it that these were some experienced older cats been in the game for twenty years, huh? that that makes it even that much more interesting to me. It's like that that really you know that that really entices me. Nothing wrong with the younger guys. You got to have them. I mean, because the older guys were younger guys at one time, right? But exactly right. Going back to that experience and that wisdom, kind of dictating your your moves now and how you portray yourself, how you present your art and present yourself to other people in general. You know, with that wisdom, to to me, that that seasoned veteran appeal really comes into play there, and and that that's really got my senses heightened. Yeah, yeah. These artists—they are not trying to find themselves. They're trying to tell you how it is, yeah, and I, it's very refreshing. I'm I'm very happy to hear it. So, um, so when I was talking to you, I I don't know if you have a list of like things you want to talk about or something, but I but I am very curious as to how people in your neck of the woods are dealing with the new reality. Is it too early to ask you about that? Absolutely not, man. We, that we are. Uh, th- this is this is your time on the show, so uh, be happy to talk about that. So l- let's let's kind of unpack that a little bit, though. What exactly do you mean by new reality? I mean, I think I have a pretty good idea, but <laughs> okay. So without without being you know without coming down on one side or the other, sure. I I am I live in Los Angeles. I have seen, I've known people who have gasped their last with this COVID thing. Um, I know some people who have been through the ringer and it has completely decimated them. I know uh, people who've had COVID and have, you know, who, who basically are like, yeah, it's a bad cold, so what? And that, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's I think that this, this uh, wide, wide variance in experiences is leading to a lot of misunderstandings uh, about what's going on. People tend to tend people tend to take their own experience and use it as a template on the world and say, "This is my experience, so it, that's how it is. That's you know your experience." And things have gotten politicized that way, and it's you know. It's 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 an ugly scene. <laughs> One what you know, uh, no matter how you shake it. Now, I live in California, which is 
officially one of the tightest states, I think. Like people think of California, you know, we're all, you know, wearing hazmat suits or whatever. <laughs> and it just, yes, officially that's true. But okay, I just opened my window. I'm looking out into the park. There's a crowd of people and not a mask among them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, so it's, you know, people got this idea that California is on lockdown. It really, it really isn't. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's not. And, you know, some people might say it could be better. Some people might say, you know, it could be more relaxed. I don't know. But it is, uh, it's not what people think. And so when I ask that, I, I asked you how things are in your new in the new reality for you because you are in a different place, and I wonder what your impressions of here or Florida or Texas or New York might be. Yeah, because I don't. Well, I think I think I think it's kind of interesting because like we're about an hour south of St. Louis, and wouldn't huh? James? Wouldn't you compare St. Louis maybe to like a New York or like an LA as far as kind of how they're getting through things or no maybe like a new york light you know okay, they yeah. they have some aspirations to you know try to be hard nosed and lock things down but if you look at the the vaccination rates like you know just for instance the vaccine is probably the the lowest hanging fruit that we can talk about when it comes to the pandemic right you know sure. when it comes to that uh, i would say that st louis is still far behind as far as their their aspirations even also, but also their ability, especially their ability to to be able to, you know, stack up to New York. Right. Well, the reason sure. why I ask is because I say we're an hour south of St. Louis, and that doesn't seem like much, but we, it, but an hour south of St. Louis is completely different than St. Louis. It, it, it's almost like a world away. I mean, if you yeah. look at our rates in this part, we're, we're like, I think some of the lowest in the country as far as vaccination rates. We're out okay. here, you know, we're out here, we're in the rural part of Missouri, Right. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, you see flags that, that say "come and come and take them." You know, the, there was one sign that was on the way to Colts that just blatantly said "fuck Biden." You know, and it looked like a like a presidential <laughs> campaign flag, but n- pulling no punches, right? I mean, oh, in, ca- in case you wanted to know, just a little uh, update on that. Yeah. So I drove yeah. by that the other day, and it wasn't there at their house anymore, and I couldn't figure out. I, I was like, oh, well, they finally took it down. Uh, no, they put it in their back of their truck and they're driving around with it now. <laughs> they want everybody to see that, okay? So so to give you just a, a little bit of an understanding about where we're at, you know, it, and it's, it's not like it's not completely like Confederate flag flying, you know, deep south type of stuff. But you do see some Confederate flags around here and there. Uh, Not that not that that's the majority per se, but when it comes to like individual freedoms, when it comes to strong Christian beliefs, when it comes to uh, pretty hardcore conservatism, that's 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 the reality that we live in with or without COVID. Right. So with COVID, then you you come in and and we, uh, you know, there for a while last year, it was a scary time because everybody was wearing masks. You know, everybody was being careful. Everybody was wiping all the shit they bought from Walmart or or Amazon coming in there, wiping it down with antibacterial or whatever, disinfectant wipes. And everybody was scared. We didn't know what was happening. Um, And and like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I see I got COVID. I lost my taste and smell and that was about it. I, I didn't even really have a cold. Colt, right. Colt got COVID and he had a, a, a harder time with it. I mean, he wasn't one of those that had to go to the hospital or anything, but he was down for about a week. 
I know people who have died. You know, I know it's a real thing, and, and other people do too. Um, so, but uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's still about the individual freedom here. It's still about you're not gonna, right. you're not going to step on, uh, you know, don't tread on me, right? Sure, sure. So when we look at, I was just reading the other day about how California. You can correct me if you know better than this as well, because I, I just I know what I read. It came off the internet, so it has to be true, right? But, but from what I hear is California is the first state to mandate school kids have to be vaccinated to go to school. Yep, that's right. Is that correct? I, 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 believe, I believe I read that thing. I, I believe I read that as well, except I was under the impression that it was uh, local statutes okay. that, were, that were enforcing it, not, not a statewide. Gotcha. Thing. Okay. Right. So we look, I may be wrong, but that was my impression. So we, so we look at that, and I say we as a general population here, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I'm all about using my own brain and not following the masses with anything. Sometimes maybe even to my own detriment, but whatever. We, that's another discussion. But, <laughs> you know, we, we look at something like that or like New York, you know, and they're, they're putting the, the uh, hammer down on the nurses and they're having a mass yeah. exodus of nurses who say, well, look, right. we were here. We were your frontline workers during the pandemic before the vaccination. Now you're saying we have to get the vaccination or we don't have a job anymore. And so yep. there, there's this, you know, there's these lines in the sand that people are not wanting to cross. And yep. uh, we see that and then we see the mandates in California and we're like, those are some really restrictive states. Then you see Florida, who's just, you know, they're, they're, they're balls <laughs> to the walls. Like, you know, come and get, come and get us because we're not going to, yeah. you know, as a matter of fact, if you try to mandate a mask, I'm going to come and get you according to the right. governor, you know, so. That's right. Um, you're That's right. right. Though. A lot what, of confusion. A lot of confusion. What are the what is Florida's rates like? From what I from my understanding, their their rates are through the roof right now. Right. Um, their, okay. their hospitals are overrun, which happens. You know, it waxes and wanes with this covid. Um, and sure. the problem is, you know, there are times where uh, the numbers are very high. The infection rates are very high. And so the emergency rooms, ICUs are overrun. And so, and you'll see these anecdotal stories of someone who, you know, was having a heart attack and couldn't get in to get their treatment because the, it was full of COVID patients. And then they want right. to, they say, because all these people were unvaccinated, had to go to the hospital. And so it's this unvaccinated people. This is the politicizing right. part of it, right? These unvaccinated right. people are the reason why my, my dad died of a heart attack because he couldn't get sure. in to get the treatment that he needed. Now, is sure. there, is there some honesty to that? Probably, you know, to some degree. But just the way right. just the way it's being used, um, it, it's really it's really causing a, another chasm in our society, and it is. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it seems like that you know you have people from different areas because you know that California is typically going to be more liberal. You know New York's going to be more yep. liberal. Uh, you yep. know Florida's going to be pretty conservative, yep. and and so it's almost like you can tell state by state where people's. Or, or not even maybe even within a state, because if you go to St. Louis and Kansas City, those are more liberal communities, right? Uh, they're cities. Sure. So your sure. urban areas are going to be more liberal. Get outside of those anywhere else in Missouri. You're going to be in a conservative area. You, you, you can't step right. on a you're, you're not going to step on anything that's not conservative leaning. So you, right. you can tell where someone's political affiliation is going to lie. You can tell whether where their vaccination, you know, typically at least in, in, I would say a majority where their vaccination, um, uh, their perspective on that is going to lie. Uh, you can sure. tell where they're, whether, whether or not they're pro-life, you can tell whether or not they're, you know, uh, ready to go to war. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's amazing how polarized we are right now in this country, man. Yeah. Uh, let's, 
at, at some point, let's circle back to that because I because something has uh, arisen in my life that has is a pretty stark change <laughs> for me. So I, I I'd like to get back to the whole political thing. You bet that you just brought up at some point but my thing about the personal freedom is this and i and probably this is this is la on me but it there's a there's a there's a difference between personal freedom that is truly personal within your bubble of your person you know what i mean like you smoking at home right Mm -hmm. you doing drugs at home you drinking at home versus you doing any of that stuff in public, uh, like driving drunk or, you know, or, or, you know, getting whacked out, you know, on, on meth and doing something terrible, or, you know, there are these lines that are crossed that, that, that once you affect other people, freedom of choice is it gets a lot more gray, right? Right. Like personally, personally, if a person doesn't want to get vaccinated, great. Don't that's it. That's on you. However, if you get the virus and then spread it to a bunch of people, you didn't actually, (laughs) it wasn't just your, you know, you, yeah, you did your personal freedom thing but you also imposed your choice on somebody else and got him sick, got him killed, got him whatever, or got them, you know, you they're asymptomatic and went spread it to a bunch of other people. And there is where, you know, there is where our big divide is right there. Mm-hmm. Some people are of the opinion that personal freedom trumps all. And, and, you know, what I want to do, I'm going to do, and you can't stop me. That's that. And that is to me, you know, I, I, I bristle at authority telling me what to do just kind of as a gut reaction. (laughs) I don't, I don't really dig authority so much, but on the other hand, you can't have just chaos and bed, right? I mean, and, you know, you could say, well, it's your personal choice not to go outside, but you're not, but it's not their choice. It's being made for them. They don't want to get sick and die. So yada, yada, yada. So we have this intersection in this country right here. And I wonder if that, if, if that choice, the, the, the freedom of choice trumping all thing is a, you know, is divided between the goddamn Republicans or the goddamn Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. You're absolutely right. And that's actually what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, You know, this, this whole political, I think the last time I talked to you, you probably got the impression that I skew left. And I do skew left, but I absolutely loathe the Democrats. Okay. Like, like, like in a way that has never, you know, I voted for Obama and yada, yada, I, but I didn't vote for Biden. I can't stand Nancy Pelosi. 
I can't stand the Democratic. I, I, the DNC is a bunch of evil money grubbing sons of bitches, performative, hypocritical sons of bitches. So I don't have really a dog in the whole political fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. So my, you know, I do, a, you know, my stuff is on a case by case, you know, give me an issue, I'll pick a side, but it's not going to be blind adherence to some sort of platform by either of the, by our, either of the parties, because frankly, if either of the parties actually practiced the, actually expressed the values that they claim to have, I would vote for that party. But neither of them do. It's all just it's all just a, a power play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think that COVID COVID has been used in that power play. I don't really truly believe Democrats care about COVID any more than they actually care about pro life or pro choice. I don't think anybody actually really cares about that stuff. It is just tools they use to get votes and maintain power and keep their coffers full. And that is about the end of it. And they're doing it with COVID the exact same way. So the way COVID is being handled is highly suspect and highly political. And it just makes me, it just makes me sick. So that's where I, that's, that's where I am on that. Whereas, you know, a few years ago, I would have said, well, what are the Democrats doing? That's what I want. <laughs> and now I, I, I loathe, loathe, loathe them. So that's my, that's my, those are my COVID thoughts. That's the total COVID thought. Thing, well, right? let, let me interject with one more, one more perspective here. And, and this, yes, I, I don't understand. I understand a lot about the splitting. I understand a lot about the political divide, the polarization, but you know, if, if, if it were obvious to everyone that the vaccine that was produced in in record time right if it mm-hmm. if it were if, if, suspect if it, record it, time some might say it, if, you know, a lot of people do say that yeah. but if it if it were like for sure you, you could prove that it was safe and effective I think yep. that you would take out a lot of the hesitation that people have toward the vaccination and a lot of the arguments they have you know not to get it but yeah. but we don't have that, and it, it, it comes down to a mistrust of the government. And so this is one thing I, I don't understand, is how a mistrust of the government can sway back and forth depending on who's in power, right? That's right. Because Same government. Same government. Yeah, it, it's the same government. It's, it's the same yeah. thing, it, but it just depends on who is sitting in that particular seat. Now we don't exactly. believe them anymore, although we did six months ago before the election, right? Which I know it's been more than six months ago, but I don't want to do that math right now. It, it, but but it was just not too long ago that we didn't trust the government at all. You know, the, 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 it, it was this. Right. I've seen a meme. I, I'm going to butcher it because I can't remember it off the top of my head. But something like you know the patriarchy, this and and this and that. And you can flip it back on either side. Like I'm like you. I, I politics to me is just a ridiculous performance act, and yep. and it gets in the way of real life for us because it, it you know there's real life consequences for the things that they're doing in, in politics. For us, in the name of power, in for the name, name for, for the sake of power, yeah. exactly. Not just uh, like immediate power, but perpetual power. Like they're playing the right. long game. You know, you've got senators yeah. that have been senators for 30, 40 years, 
They, they know right. what they're doing. They know how to stay in power. They know how to play this game. And because yep. they know how to play it so well, they, and they're using the populace as the pieces, as the game pieces. That's right. And, and yet I don't, I don't understand how, how people can allow the, the fear of things. And by people, I'm, you know, I'm not, it, it works on me too, I'm sure. Although I, I spend a lot of time trying to dissect it and, and not believing anything that I've been told by the government or whomever sure. is running, you know, any particular, what I consider propaganda. Hence every <laughs> podcast episode that we have. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just, I don't understand how, how we can allow that to happen as, as a people. And so throwing, throwing that, that aspect of fear in there. So if, if there was, if there were no question about the efficacy and the safety of this vaccine, then yes. I think there would be a lot less questioning. But since there is, since there is, is then, then it's, it's part of the reason why we're at where we're at. And so, right. you know, they, they say trust the science. And I even saw somebody not too long ago said follow the science, the, the uh, problems with follow the science with that uh, that term, because yep. th- what they should say is follow science. When you when yes. you add the in there, we say the science, you're you're you're, yeah, you're pointing to a particular Science. Which science you mean? <laughs> right. The science, really? Okay. So, and I just want to throw that little aspect in there. Um, well, it's that's the, another thing that that brings up is this. Uh, with the with the coinage and popularization of the term fake news, and mm. I'm not even going to put this at Trump's feet because this is this is a a sentiment that's been around for decades. Yeah. But if so who who exactly what authority will the entire populace give credence to about a given thing right if you say if you say we have mistrust of the government well okay so so not the cdc not the not the you know fda not the da 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 then who, because if you go outside of that, and, 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 and I'll bring this around when I say this, if you go outside of government agencies and say, okay, they're not the authority, I don't trust them, because you know whatever administration is in is not the one you like. Okay? So you're like, no way, I won't trust that. Who do you trust then? Do you trust a corporate entity who is for sure there for money and power just as surely as an old politician is. In fact, many of those politicians are bought and paid for, as you know, by those corporate entities. Mm-hmm. So, so then, like, it would be very difficult. This is a tough thing to solve because I don't think you're going to be able to find an authority that everybody's going to go, yeah, that's, that's the authority. Because people have confirmation bias and Mm. they will tend to put their trust into any entity that reinforces their previously held beliefs. Yes. And that's and it's a and it's a gut reaction. It's a reflexive thing. You know, like, no, that's wrong. And for the longest time, I can tell you from from my own experience, if a Republican said something, I automatically went, nope. And if a Democrat said something, I automatically went, yep. <laughs> and now I do not adhere to that at all. And now I'm, you know, like most Americans, I really, you know, I'm not going to put my uh, my faith in, say, Alex Jones' <laughs> uh, 
recommendations for how to handle an infectious disease, right? <laughs> right. I'm just, <laughs> I I'm hope just not. Not, <laughs> I'm just playing all not. And so nor am I going to listen to, you know, Pfizer, because obviously they want to sell a thing. And that is their chief, you know, being a corporate entity, their chief directive is to increase the bottom line, period. However, they have to do that. And so you can't trust that, can't trust the government. You don't want to trust podcaster, present company excluded. You wanna, <laughs> Thank you. You, you know, the, some guy with a sandwich board on the street. <laughs> you know, so, so the problem here is that Everybody is following whoever is reinforcing their their beliefs. And mm. that is no way to get anything done. And I know that the CDC and the FDA and the EPA and all of that has been deeply, deeply corrupted, deeply, deeply infiltrated by corporate interests and political interests. And so, you know, I mean, Colt, <laughs> the FDA told us that we should eat tons and tons of carbs for like two decades, <laughs> right? They're healthy. They're healthy, food. right? They're all yeah. they're all healthy. Yeah, that's right. And that's <laughs> our, our government told us that shit. Uh-huh. We know that's not true. We know that sugar is terrible. Da, 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 da. But for years and years and years, that's what they push at us. So you know, they told us that weed would would <laughs> have you blowing people in an alley. <laughs> Wait, you know, that, that's not true? Years, years, I remember that dare shit back when I was a kid. They, you know, they told these, man, he smoked a joint and then he pulled his own eyeballs out and jumped <laughs> out the window. You're like, dude. Yep. And I know that that, you know, it's demonstrably false. So <laughs> where, do you, where do you go? Who do you say? Yeah, you. You're going to be the authority. You, and that's that's our problem. You have you yeah. have hit the nail on a couple of different heads here that Colt and I actually have been discussing. Um, the the one I think was just our last our, our podcasting last week hasn't even dropped yet. Um, I was talking about my rabbit hole of disbelief in, in everything and everyone, basically, right. and, and just right. how, how how deep does that rabbit hole go? I mean, what do you do at, at some point? Honestly, what do you do? Another thing that we were talking about is, I think I mentioned something along the lines of, we spend our lives chasing our confirmation biases. You know, that's right. It's that's all we've got. There, there was some kind of, there was something in evolution that caused us to um, seek those things that reinforced our ideas about whatever. And I think that was a product of our evolution as as, as sure. humans. I think that is the game of the government, though. That is their game. They know this. They're they're That's not right. they're not just willy nilly playing mind games. They know yeah. about this confirmation bias that we're constantly chasing. That it's in our nature, and they That's are right. manipulating us uncontrollably. <laughs> I think I think I think the machine is bigger than even what they understand it is. So you're saying that sure. we should be looking at our own selves and wondering why we believe in the things we believe to find a real answer to everything? Is that what you're saying? No. You can't be an expert. No person can be an expert in everything. There isn't. There simply isn't the time, mostly not the wherewithal either. So at some point, you have to defer to somebody's authority. 
right. this article that was written or this doctor who says this or, you know, whoever at some point, because, you you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to go out and get a control te- control group and administer vaccine to these people, <laughs> right. and these people and follow them around for months. I'm not going to do that shit. I uh-huh. got beats to me. So, <laughs> so, you know, at some point you have to defer to somebody's uh, authority. And the, and the problem is, like you were saying, you know, if your grandmother said homosexuality is evil, then you may go through your life looking for the confirmation to that thing that was instilled in you. Or if, if, you know, somebody says homosexuality is the most natural thing in the world, you know, your grandmother says that, then you come up the exact opposite way. And then by the time you're an adult, everything's entrenched. Nobody wants to hear shit from the other side. Nobody, you know, and nobody wants to defer to anybody's authority. Certainly nobody's authority that is counter to their view. Mm. So what do you do? (laughs) I I mean, I don't have time. <laughs> there was so, a, that, I think that moment of silence spoke spoke volumes. Like, what do you do? And there's no answer there. Right. We're like, Nobody. please don't make me answer that. <laughs> Cole, <laughs> no, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> well, I guess you're not the authority that I'm going to defer to. Then <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's gonna it's got to be a matter of the opening of minds that the use of critical thinking but i i agree with you completely it's like i don't even know if we have a choice at some point that we are going to defer to an authority somebody you know whether it's grandma whether it's you know president of the united states whether it's uh you know a uh, a messiah whether it is whomever right. so you're, right. you're you're going to and this this is a belief that i was i was brought up on was that you're going to serve a master and you're going to choose who you serve, but mm-hmm. there, there's no choice not to serve anyone because that's, that's mm-hmm. not, the, that's not the way it works. And right. so, so in general, that's what we're talking about. I think that you're going to have to defer. And I say everyone, I think there are always those outliers. I think there are always those people who they go and they live out in the woods uh, yep. Maybe they I, maybe they defer to nature. Maybe that is you know their messiah. Maybe that is their authority. Um, right. So I guess in that way, there's still it's still a universal concept, but it's not necessarily a person living or dead who they sure. defer that authority to. Nevertheless, uh, I, I don't think we have a choice. Maybe I, I think I think we're going to do that. You know, according well, we to, have the, to yeah, right, right. Yep. That's, that's the way that we're programmed, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's a real problem because <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of authorities out there, you know, quote unquote authorities. That's right. And some have power here. Some have power there. Some have power this year. Some have power this year. Right. Right. It, it, it does make for a confusing soup. You get something like China. They don't have that problem. Man. China, China goes, this is how it is. And that's that. Right. Everybody goes that's that. I don't want to live in that society. Right. But it does give them an advantage in certain arenas. It simplifies things. It's, yeah, it absolutely. simplifies their, their, their approach to life and, and philosophy. That's right. That's right. They, and they move as one and that's it. Nobody really, you know, I mean, you get your dissidents or whatever, but, but in general, you know, 
China says you stop stop eating meat on Thursdays and Mondays, and that's it. And everybody just does it. And that's the end of it. They perceive that as some sort of solution for some problem, and then they get their answer quick because that's how it works there. Absolutely. Here we have freedom, which I, you know, I know a lot of places have freedom. I'm not saying this is the only place, but I'm but this is where I live. We have freedom, and I wouldn't want to live somewhere that didn't have what we have but man does it cause a lot of problems and man does it gum up the works a lot yeah yeah so oh man well you know china i, I know you probably have heard this and, and i would imagine that it hurts your soul but you know china is limiting their their uh, video game playing for school-age kids <laughs> Man, I know, like three hours a week or something. Three hours, yeah, something like that. It was incredible. But you know, think yeah. of, think about it though. Like as a parent, okay, I have I have two younger children. As yeah. a parent, I have to. It, it's an uphill battle always, but I have to try and limit their electronic time because of how much it consumes yeah. them, and it takes away from their homework. It takes. And China's playing the long game, right? Yeah. They know they that this thing, this thing that's fun, entertaining, and takes up so much time and 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 you know energy, I guess, uh, mental energy at least, um, is taking away from 20, 30, 40 years from now. These school kids are going to be the one that's going to be running government and running business, running that's corporations, right. and in the military and fighting the the you know the United States if we're still a, a power by then. So they're 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 taking now and they're and they're investing in this crop. This upcoming, you know, uh, the crop of children uh, yep. by restricting their entertainment time, their leisure time, yeah. and and I, right. it's a smart move. But I'm like you, I, I definitely wouldn't want to live there where because I I shudder at authority myself. Right. That's right, especially authority that is finger pointing, authority that That's comes right. over so strong, you know. Yep. It's like yeah, I, they will they will whoop it on you in a second. Yeah, you either do this or else. I'm like, well, okay. damn, that's not a good way to get me to do something. I mean, but also, don't you think? <laughs> but also, don't you think they look at it differently because that's all they've ever known? Yeah, yes, probably. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like sure. like they. I, mean, I don't know we, if they look at us and is like, I want to live that way because they've only known the way that they know. You know. Sure, that's right. I, I can tell you two things. If I were in China. And, and if we three lived in China, suddenly we would be breaking rocks inside of six months. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just couldn't, we could not adapt to that. It just wouldn't it. work. Yeah. Right. But I, I have to say, I make a lot more beats when there isn't a new Far Cry out. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a fact. So, so like you say, that's going to be an advantage because they're going to have leaders that have attention span. Yeah. The ability to concentrate. Uh, uh, no expectation to be in, entertained on demand. You know what I mean? Right. And that is going to that is going to pay off. That's going to in dividends for them for sure. Mm-hmm. But they're an awful authoritarian, totalitarian regime. So <laughs> that's the trade off. <laughs> You know, they they took the guns from the, the citizens many years ago, yep. decades ago. That's right. So they don't have people going into malls and churches shooting people up. True. You know, um, it's true. They're they're very restrictive. And, and the, the concepts that they that they the, the platform that they use for those restrictions, it, it makes sense. 
And yet, as a as a true American citizen, I couldn't imagine. I don't want it. I want nothing to do with right. it. I wouldn't want to make the change. To me, the, yep. there's pros and cons, and the cons far outweigh the pros as far as being a communist China type of having that system, oh, living in that system. By, by far. So, and and by the way, firearms, I mean, they there is not likely to be a regime change there because they don't have guns. Right. Right? Yeah, they don't get shot up at malls. But also, the government tells them what to do. There's nothing they can do about it. And it could get to, you know, God knows what they could impose on us. But you know what the, the social credit system is there? You know what that means? Yeah, I mean, briefly. I, I don't know it comprehensively, okay. but yeah. They have like this, they have like, they've implemented this thing that's kind of like our credit score. Mm -hmm. Except it has to do with their citizenship values. Like they don't buy alcohol on their credit cards. They don't do this. They they their bosses don't say bad things about them their neighbors haven't complained about them whatever and your score is up if you behave like a good little drone and if you don't your social credit score goes down and when it goes down they restrict travel they restrict what you can buy they restrict where you can live what jobs you can have just based on Am I a good drone or not? Right. Isn't that like that? Uh, and that is terrifying to me. I was about to ask you, what does that remind you of, Cole? Black Mirror, that Black Mirror Black episode. Mirror. It's exactly like there Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's I mean, right. That's more. That's more like right. kind of like social media related sort of, but it's a, right. it's the same concept. Like you have a score, and you know you can't fly if your score is under this amount because you right. mouthed somebody when you were getting your coffee this morning or something. You know exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I remember that episode. Yeah. Uh, was it Dallas Bryce, whatever her name was in that episode? Uh, uh, Ron Howard's kid? I don't remember oh, that. Really, I didn't know. It might be because she was a redhead. She was a flaming redhead, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I true. think so. Yeah. I didn't know that was his girl. So, yeah, neither. That was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's terrifying. I mean, that's, that's, and that could, you know, I mean, our credit score is pretty, pretty restrictive too, but it's not like that yet. I mean, the, 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 you know, did you know, do you know how long the credit score here in this country has been around? I do not. It's something like the 70s or 80s is when that started. Wow. Really? That's amazing to me because I thought that, that, that the credit score had been around, you know, for 100 years or something. But it is really recently that they implemented that system. Huh. As a matter of fact, yeah, which I find, whoa, you know, I just always I thought it's always been here, but it hasn't. Right. It's new. And that right there is another government overstep or financial institution overstep or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like authority. Like I said, I don't dig it, but we don't have it as bad as they have it in China. That's true. From our perspective. Yeah, but but what? Yeah, exactly. But shit is creeping up, though. Yeah, it really is. Right. But what's the other solution to like getting a loan that you're supposed to pay back, and things like that? Like, what's the other solution besides like a credit score? Well, well here you go, though. And that's a good question, and because I do believe that the a credit system 
is important, mm-hmm. right? A credit system because you got me in my early twenties who would blow <laughs> sure. my credit score out because I was stupid and young right. and didn't care. That's right? right. Fast forward That's twenty right. years, I care a lot about it because I need you know to buy certain things and I don't have the money on hand, so I need that that sure. line of credit. But here's 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 an example of why the credit system uh, the credit score system is jacked. It's yeah. it, it's a uh, it, they they it's an embezzlement basically or, or whatever. It, it's it's a racket. Because I can get a credit card, okay, and I can put a balance on there and pay it off every month and and, and not carry over that balance, right? That seems like a pretty responsible thing to do, right? Sure does. But I don't get rewarded for that with my credit score. I get rewarded if I carry a balance and and I carry a balance over to where I get that interest charge. Why? Because money is going to them. That's right. And then doesn't your credit score even go down if you pay it off? That's right. Yeah, okay. but, but that's the but that's the thing. It wasn't set up for the reason they say it was set up. It was set up for for a different reason, and that is to say, maximum profits. Right to fleece to fleece us. Responsibility. People would have very different credit scores than they do. Yes. But uh, you know, but like everything else, it's manipulated by those in power to maximize their whatever profits power influence whatever and it's not the thing that you think it is because like you said if you have a balance and you pay it at the end of the month and you're good with that and you show that you're responsible your credit score should go up but it does not it's non it's nonsensical that it doesn't right I, I, absolutely it's not right. based it's not based off of it's not based off responsibility. I mean, loosely it is, but because right. if you don't pay it at all, then of course you get there's sure. consequences. Okay. Even though they're they're racking on the charges, they're racking on the late fees, they're racking you know the higher interest rates that you're going to pay. So what it comes down to is you have to pay us. It, it's the rich, the super rich, giving us small folk a little bit of uh, a little bit of what they got. They're, they're throwing us their crumbs. Right. They're throwing us crumbs. That's right. That's right. And that's what it is. And so. Uh, fellas, I have grown to really hate authority. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's, but it's not China. At least we have that. At least we have that. Yeah, we have that. And, and, you know, I, I don't know, is China's star still rising? Are they still on the uptick or have they cooled? Yes. They're having some issues right now. They're in a housing bubble that is threatening to burst. So yeah, I read that if that ha- right. if that housing bubble bursts, China, you know, they're the second largest economy in the world now, right? Yeah. So if That's that right. housing bubble bursts, guess what? The whole the whole world's going to have to face another shitstorm like they did in two thousand eight when ours bursted, right. because all the all, all the monetary value of all these different countries, especially now with China, because they're so big. Is, is going to be it's not going to be quite as big because the the the, the dollar was the main source that the main monetary value used in, in world trade that's uh, right but but now china what is china's yen that, that, they are, that, that china has the yuan yuan okay uh japanese yen right so the the, yep. chi- the chinese yuan is now it's a highly um it's you it has a lot of influence in world markets world trade right. And so if that burst, not going to be quite as much of a shitstorm as 2008, but you're looking at basically the same kind of things. So this is what sure. happens when all of these, these super massive big countries, corporations is what you might as well say it is, um, right. get together and start making these, these bubbles. You know, it, it, it's, all bubbles are, are bound to burst. 
you don't see a bubble floating around forever. It, it, it only floats around for a while. Right. People fleece what they can out of that bubble, and then everybody else pays the consequences. And China's about to do the same thing. So just yep. just because they have a, a system of government to control the people doesn't apparently mean that they can control that yet. They're still learning, you know, how to how to I guess stay as militantly consistent as possible in order to keep from their bubbles bursting on themselves. Other than that, they're having, it seems like they're having some other issues. Obviously the pandemic um, affected them as well, but the financial markets is really, I think that's been the big thing that people are looking at to see of China, how it really affects them in the long run. I read that China, the experts say that China is unlikely to prop up their real estate giants that they're that they're prepared to let them fall wow actually which is a a big difference <laughs> which is a very very different approach than the one we took where we propped up gm we propped up these banks and all of that i wonder i wonder what that will mean for them but i do know this if the yuan is ever the world currency the united states is fucked yeah because we can't just print money anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that would be a So, you know, just from a, from a self-preservation standpoint, I, I kind of hope things go poorly in China. That's <laughs> what I'm, saying, but, but, but I, I'm not I'm not ready for the new masters just yet, I don't think. You know, if you look at a lot of those futuristic movies, uh, oftentimes there's a heavy, heavy Chinese influence. Sure. You know, in the major cities and whatnot, you'll see Chinese billboards. Right. And you'll see just, and it's just almost in the background. But there's so often Hollywood is like ahead of the game when it comes to like the technology that's already out there. We don't know about yet. We're like, whoa, this movie's really futuristic, man. This is oftentimes it's not quite so futuristic. It's like what's Black Mirror near future. Yeah, the right. near futuristic or whatever, but I mean, most of that stuff, you know, they've already come up with. They're, they're not just making this stuff up out of thin air, you know? Yeah. So Hollywood oftentimes has their finger on the pulse of, of what's coming down the pike. And I, and I see that in a lot of the futuristic movies. Um, sure, Blade Runner, Firefly, all that stuff. They had, it was, it was basically like China really, really came up in the world yeah. big time. Right. And, it, you know, it, it's, it, it makes it seem inevitable. You know, if you're if if you're going by science fiction, it seems inevitable that China will rise. You know, it will to number one. But dude, they got the authority, like they've got the control to do it. Right. And we can't get united for another. I don't think we've been united since you know, right after World War Two maybe through Korea. And then after that, man, it's been, it's been a line that's been deepening more and more. And it's, it's a, it's the number one problem for our country. I think is the inability to get things done while other people do. Yeah. I I think that that's correct. Except I I believe the, the biggest part of that problem is the fact that there's no end in sight. I mean, there's nobody, there's no unifying, factor or no unifying figure that's really yep. I mean, you would think that something like a pandemic would help bring us all together right like we all right. Want, we all want to stay alive we all want to help each other you know there's a there's a social contract like kind of what you were alluding to earlier ace 
is that you know when, when your personal freedoms uh, they kind of become gray when it affects other people so much. And like yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, we we did a podcast not too awful long ago. Uh, where he was talking about screw your freedoms, you know. I don't know if you heard that soundbite, yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, I did. You know, it, that just inflamed people, right? It, it did. Like who? <laughs> it doesn't help. It, it probably doesn't help that he has a foreign accent, you know. <laughs> right. He's like, screw your freedoms. Let's let's be very specific. An Austrian yeah, accent. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but if a pandemic a pandemic can't unify our country as as far as you know working together to try to resolve things, it only polarizes us more and continues to. Right. So I think right. I think that's the biggest the biggest component of this threat that you speak of is that we don't have an answer, man. Like not, right. even, not even close. There's nothing. It's like I don't. I don't see it at least. And maybe someone, right. someone's got it. I mean, I don't think of myself as a stupid dude, but I literally can't see any way through it. I mean, I'm not a you know <laughs> government expert or sociologist or anything, but like, like it seems like impossible to cross. I don't know. You know, maybe you know what? Maybe if if uh, aliens actually attack, <laughs> maybe, dude. I don't know. <laughs> maybe people might get it together to work together, but yeah. it's a toss up, man. The Republicans are probably going to like join forces with the aliens or something, dude, and, and it, it would just polarize us even <laughs> further. I mean, Democrats would be like, "Fuck that alien." <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ace, before we start winding down, I want to I want to uh, take this in, in a little bit of a different direction just for a minute. Yes, sir. Uh, you you were talking about you've got a, a cable system that you you're having put together right now, uh, yes. and you're getting away from the free weights. Talk to me about yeah. talk to me, talk to us about why you're making this transition. Why are you getting away from the free okay. weights and going into more of a, a cable system for your exercise? Okay. Here's the thing, and and Colt may may back me up on this. Now, you guys both lift weights, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Colt, Colt's kind of so, like my personal trainer, to be honest with you. He goes in, he, he develops the plan, we go in, we bust it out. I get bigger because of his, his hard work. I do. Beautiful. I mean, not bigger than you. I, just, I get bigger for myself uh -huh. because yeah. of your hard work. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm going to be 50 in April. Wow. Yeah. Man. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> you carry it well, brother. You carry it well. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You Thank you, sir. So, so there is, you know who Henry Rollins is, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Henry Rollins said that once he hit 50, he was like, man, it's just, there's just something different about my joints. There's something different about the way I feel when I'm lifting. And I've been thinking about that. A lot. And here's the thing about the cable machine. Uh, you know, when you lift a weight, right? Let's say you do a curl. The, 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 just because of gravity and torque being what it is, when you're at 90 degrees, there's the most torque, right? The greatest effort is at 90 degrees. Less as you come up to your shoulder, less as you go down. Uh, to your hip, right? Mm -hmm. With a cable, because you're because it's gravity independent. A cable is 
tough at every degree. There is no, at no point when you're working against the cable, gravity is sort of redirected along the line of the cable, right? And there's not a easy point and a hard point. I mean, th there are in certain exercises just based on, on angles, but, but in general, there is more time under tension. Yeah, I was going to say that con you, constant tension through the whole exercise that's versus right. that's right versus not exactly. at the top or the bottom when you're using free weights. That's right. Yeah, and there's also I've I've noticed myself like by bench with cables, there are stabilizing muscles working. It it, it it's a little it's a little harder to control, like. I, you know, I can do a bench with, you know, with, with dumbbells really easy. I've got the, you know, as you do, I have no doubt you got your, you know, you, you get in, get out, you're very boom, 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 very efficient with it. Something about cables makes it different for me. I feel like more is being used, uh, stabilizing. Wise. And I can't help but think like, like, like around the shoulder capsule, all those muscles, in the, uh, come on, help me. Uh, shoulder, man. The, the, where you thing at? Everybody, the thing that everybody injures. That, the rotator that cuff? Thank you. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Thank you. Holy shit. See, I'm 50. So, so, so those muscles, like, it, it feels like to save my joints as I get older strengthening all those stabilizing muscles is really um important and and i've been testing it out and and it really feels like a thing that could help me save my postures help me save my core help me save all of that also it's just compact it's really compact and easy check it out it's called the mi6 it's by hoist okay and it is a pretty pretty thing it's got a small footprint like like maybe 12 square feet three by four and it is highly versatile independent uh cable stacks and you can do pull-ups on it you know your rows your bench your this your that the only thing it doesn't do real well are legs but i've got other stuff for that so now did you did you transition to home workouts because of covid or were you doing that well before that I did. I did. And I got to tell you, like, you, you knew I was a trainer, right? Yeah. I told you, told you. Okay. So I found many years ago, I found it really difficult to train a bunch of people and then train myself. Like it, it, it took a lot to have the wherewithal to train myself after I trained a bunch of, uh, a bunch of people. And so I found that uh, early morning workouts are really what work for me. That's just, you know, that, that's how I've evolved into it. If I don't do it early in the morning, I'm not going to do it. That's just the long and the short of it. And getting up early in the morning and dragging myself to a gym somewhere else, dealing with that, the time it takes, it's just so much easier if I just do it at home. Right. Now you have the distractions of home at home. So you have to really, really delineate, you know, your time. I can't be like, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to do a bench. And then in my rest, I'm going to come over here. I'm going to program these drums. Then I'm going to get back down. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it like that. You have to be like, I'm lifting weights. That's it. And with this, I can, I can wake up and start lifting weights in five minutes. And that's a beautiful thing. For me. Right. I just, I mean, it was, it was, I had to think long and hard about whether I wanted it or not. Like it, it's, it's not strictly speaking cheap. Right. <laughs> but you, it, you, but it's, you just, you just gotta be a person who can do that. Who, you know, yeah. like, like me, I'm, I could probably put a gym in at my house and be okay for a while, yeah. but I, I'll, I think I'd just feel I, after a little while, I'd just start feeling like not motivated to do it anymore. Like, sure. like make getting yeah, myself absolutely. to the, you know, getting yourself to the gym is a hard part sometimes, but once you're, right. there, once you're there, you're there. You're, the motivation, yeah, yeah. the motivation comes, you're there, you see other people and, you know, exactly. who are doing the things that you're going to do and stuff like that. And it just, for That's me, right. for me, the gym is more beneficial than home, but I know a lot of people who look a heck of a lot better than I do, who just do home workouts too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess it comes down to personality really. Yeah. Introvert, extrovert, yada, 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 morning person, evening person, <laughs> whatever. But, uh, you know what? I'll let you know how it goes. Cause this is, <laughs> this is a, a very young experiment. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it flies, but I do really, really like the cable thing. It's, it's, I've, I've wanted to have a cable machine for a long, long time. And, my creaking joints are <laughs> motivating me now. So that's, that's the deal. Yeah. But I'll let you know how it goes. I, nice. I'll be interested in that because, you know, I I'm creeping up on 44 now and, okay. and I've been, I've been doing well in my life overall, mm-hmm. but I've, but I've recently suffered an elbow injury that, that Colt, Colt's been helping me work through, but it hasn't been easy because you know, you, you mentioned curls earlier. That that made me grimace just thinking about doing curls right now. Oh, because wow. Okay, so you got like tennis elbow or bursitis or what? Well, I, I haven't been diagnosed, but I just know it, it's a lot that's, of it, – I, I assume that's what it is, just some kind wow. of, you know, uh, tennis elbow-ish type yeah. of something, man. And it, it's, but ten, ten, tennis elbow more on the outside of the elbow? Maybe I don't yeah. know because yeah, it is actually. Okay. So he, so his is actually opposite. He's yeah. on the, his is on the inside on the, of his elbow. Inside. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what you call it. Like I said, I, I haven't had it diagnosed, but I I, I feel the, the the pain of that even when I just think about it. You know, sometimes. So and I know that for me, even even we did some curls win earlier this week, Friday I think Thursday, Friday, and I could use the cable a little more pain in, in a pain-free manner than I could trying to do free weights. So I know there's definitely some validity nice. to that. And I also know that cables um, help a lot with form, right? So they make sure you don't get off your form. Am, right. I mean, am I right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Be- better than free weights for Be- sure. Better than free weights. Absolutely. Yeah. So yep. even though Colt's really been working hard with me on my form with the free weights and, and correcting me and, and, and assisting me in all, all manners. So I've gotten pretty, pretty good with my technique, my form and lifting free weights. Yeah. There's, there's still no, I mean, cable doesn't really give you an option, right? You don't have the option to really go That's off right. form, it, it, not nearly right. as much, yeah. at least. And so when, you, when you're when you an old 
getting an older guy like me, that means a lot <laughs> because I, I hate I hate being injured. I mean, I hate being out of commission. I, I, that's why I try to be so careful. But then at the end, you know, you also at the same time, you want to put forth that effort to make those that's gains right. and, you know, because it feels good and you push too that's hard, right. though. You're like, oh, shit, I did it again. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> One step like, forward, okay, two steps back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there goes my shoulder. I guess I won't be lifting for two months. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that is a, a dismal thing. I hate to tell you, man, this is going to get more, more important to you yeah. as you get older. I'm but, here to tell you. Don't tell me those things, Ace Ha. I don't want to hear that. Sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. Just, just keep lifting. Lift hard. Lift safe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, ama- it amazes me how in common consciousness – People think of weightlifting as this dumb thing. Oh, you're going to lose some weights. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and you think about what the form is and the periodization is and the nutrition and the this and the that and the other. It's, it's actually very involved. It's, a, it's not what people think. Well, now I know a lot of yahoos that, that curl with their backs, right? Right, yeah. But, but if you're doing it right, it takes a lot of concentration, a lot of discipline, a, a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I don't know. I think of it kind of the thinking man sport, really. It's some of the, <laughs> some of the smartest people that I know are in, in the bodybuilding industry. I've met through cold. I mean, these guys, go. these guys are scientists, dude. These guys are scientists. Right. Like they, they know some stuff that you would expect a, a scientist to be like using a whiteboard and, and That's right. Waxing completely intellectual on you know their nutrition and uh, hormones and I mean you name it they just they'll break it down for you dude and it's yes, it's, it's, heavy, it's heavy stuff so but I I used nope, to be the same way I, I thought it was just a meathead sport because I didn't know any better yeah. um, we've met some very good guys though man they're they're super smart and they're very uh, uh, accountable and they're they're just good people and so yep. very trustworthy folks. Yep. It's a weightlifting is where it's at, man. Yeah, <laughs> really. Hey, are you guys hip to Athlete X online? I've I've seen it. I don't know much about it though. That dude, that dude knows his stuff. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah, just when you got a minute, check him out, man. He is. He's he's like what you're you're what you're saying, right? Scientist, kinesiology, crazy mad scientist of weightlifting. And he he actually. Might even have a video about your elbow, homie, for real. <laughs> like he has, he has stuff like that. So it's it's really good stuff. I'll let you know how the cable thing goes. I think it's going to be good. There's a lot of weight on it, you know. So I'm going to be challenged for a good long time. It's, you know, I just don't. I don't want to walk stooped over. I don't want to have injury. I don't want to be all messed up. I want to be able to move freely. Yeah, right. You know, it's my. That's my number one thing because I don't, you know, I don't want to carry myself like an old man. Right. I want to be, you know, <laughs> youthful-ish. Yeah, right. <laughs> Youthful-esque. Same. I guess. Same. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so. Well, man, before we let you go, I, I usually don't do anything like this. I don't even talk about this much at all, but... Today is the fourth anniversary of my father's death. And oh boy. the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I got a message from you shortly after his death four years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the, it was something so simple. The message was so simple. 
it was the most profound thing that helped me through that time in, in my life. Um, because before you had messaged me, I, I'll admit, man, I was lost. I was in trouble. I, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just, I, I wasn't prepared. I knew it was coming, but I wasn't prepared. I don't think you can be for, for how you're going to respond when it actually does happen. Right. You are. And the message was so simple and yet it was what got me through. So, um, I just want to thank you, uh, Face to face ish, for, for <laughs> hey, right. So can I can I ask which message it was? Yeah, man. I, I, I the, this it was so simple, and I've you know to for full disclosure, I'll even let you know I've used it since to help other people. Um, you all you said was you don't have to text me or message me back. Um, just put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Yep. And I I don't know, man. I don't know what. I don't know why that worked. I don't know, but what you said, I knew that you knew what you were talking about, and I know yeah, that, and I, 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 I know that you do. Yeah. yeah, but but you yeah. just you just said just keep put one foot in front of the other, and I mean I I had people, I had family, I had you know um, people that had known my father. He was he was a community man, a reverend. He, you know he had a just a he was a very good guy. He had a lot of people who he uh, was just good as well, and they were trying to support me. Um, but that one little thing you said, I don't know, man, it just, something worked. Some, I knew what you were talking about and I used it and here I am today, uh, bigger and better than ever. So <laughs> I am really, really, really gratified to hear that, man. Yeah. I'm so happy that was, that, that helped you. Cause I went through that fire too. And it was just like, it, it takes the wind out of you for sure. Yeah. And you're like, what do I, you know? And yeah, you know, just incrementally, just keep going and, you know, let things evolve as they will. Right. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're okay. It's been 15 years for me. Is that right? But, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, I'm glad that was able to help you, man. That's really super cool. I actually yeah. think if I'm not mistaken, the day we recorded the last, when we recorded with a last time was the day you found out. Because we rec- oh. we recorded for like three hours, wow. and then afterwards, I could tell something was off with you, and you told me after the show mm. what was going on, oh. and then what was it? How it was really soon after that that he passed. Yeah, he was only sick for six weeks, and he was gone. Yeah, so mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah, I think I was. It was really, really quick, but mm. but 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 kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Tough. There's pros and cons, you know, to to going quickly. That's right. You know, after you're diagnosed, you, I mean, dad had pancreatic cancer. And so what he was, oh, he that's, that's what I had. That's what my pops had. Same. Really? That's, that's awesome. Same it's exactly. not awesome. It's just, it's awesome <laughs> that we connect in that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's a club. That's right. Oh yeah. Pancreatic cancer is the bomb. You're right. Yeah. No, it, it's just, it, it's amazing. I, I, I should have said how that connection just, just happened that way. And like I yeah. said, I, I don't know what it was. I, I still look back at it. It's just such a, such a simple message, but I used it and it worked because for some reason, just putting one foot in front of the other, it wasn't crossing my mind. Just keep moving forward, man. You got to You just got to keep living your life. You just got to keep doing it, and, and and things will eventually settle down and get better. Um, yep. And and that's that's exactly what I needed. So I just I wanted to thank you for that. You know, if I, I don't know if you I are, ever have, but you have no idea, are, no idea how much that helped. Help. I'm so glad to hear that, man. And I'm glad that you're I'm glad you made it through that fire. It's it's a toughie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So and uh man, I just wanna 
I, I want you to tell Tab we said hello. She has no idea who oh, we yeah. are, but I feel, <laughs> right. I, I feel like I know who she is because of the, the tabisms that you post and the and the back and forth dialogue that you post. Yeah, we at least know her personality for sure. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me just state for the record that Tabitha puts up with an immense amount of shit from me. So she is a really, really good sport. So and she and she takes my gentle ribbing in stride. You're <laughs> a good one. And so I'm, shout I'm, out to Tab. Yeah, I'm sure it takes a special kind of woman to, uh, to live with the, the one and only Ace Ha. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> right. Ace, man, we really appreciate you jumping on. Let's not wait so long next time, man. Like I said. Yeah, pretty, Definitely. If it's been that long since since we talked, that's that was four years. Yeah. So there, there's no way that we should ever wait that long again before we do this. Man, I have a great time talking with you. Uh, Likewise. And uh, Likewise. I've never even met you guys, but you're you're my boys. Yeah, I feel so, the same. All right. Yeah, let's do. It. And I'm gonna send you some stuff. Absolutely. I'm gonna send you some stuff to hear what I've been doing. Yep, Heck please yeah, please do, man. So right. once again, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you as a person and uh, be looking forward to the next time we talk, man. Be easy. All right. Keep your heads up. All right. All right. Hey, thanks again to Ace Ha and thank you to CEP Listener. Remember that word of mouth feels like a well-structured sample for us. So don't forget to tell your friends and fam about the great variety that you hear right here on the CEP. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you consume the podcast that you hold near and dear to your heart. And be sure to visit the new and improved launching pad for all things Cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And, of course, if you need to contact us, you can do that at Cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And don't forget to pick up all of your official CEP Network merch at bijack.com slash CEP. And that's all I've got, folks. So until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and warm out there. See ya.